It's open enrollment time, and Dignity Health welcomes everyone. We're enrolling families, weekend warriors, entrepreneurs, lovebirds, bundles of energy, and you. Because everyone deserves clinical expertise with human kindness. That's why we offer the services you need from doctors and nurses who truly care. So this year, choose a plan that includes Dignity Health's physicians and hospitals. Enroll in human kindness at DignityHealth.org slash open enrollment. Hello, you guys. You are here with the Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. Um, You're here with your co-hosts, Stephanie Richardson, Luna the Chihuahua, and Heather Smith. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show where your wrongness is really a strongness and happiness is just a choice. Oh my goodness, we got it busy today. (laughs) What are we talking about? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to give a little history (laughs) on how this topic came up. I, um, so, you know, a lot of you guys know, and a lot of, a lot of the people that I, that I know and that may be watching this stream are busy creating lives. And actually looking at, you know, how can my life be bigger? How can my life be greater? What can I add to my life? And, um, and some, sometimes you hit this point where all of a sudden there's a lot more people in your world than there ever have been. And there are, you know, and all types of people. And so for me, one of the things that has come up recently is I started getting this really strange feeling and getting angry and, um, and I really felt stuck by something. And what I was mm-hmm. feeling stuck with and by is that I had not acknowledged something. And what I had not acknowledged was that I was dealing with some cunty bitches. And, you know, Heather and I had a conversation yeah. and when we had the conversation and, and I really was like, well, what is this energy that I'm aware of? What is this that I'm dealing with? And I said, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, this is the energy of a person being a cunty bitch. My whole world lightened up and the thing that had been bothering me for two days was gone and my feelings of anger subsided. And then I was no longer a at the effect of this person and B I no longer was upset with them. I thought they were funny. And so I really, yeah, I really started to look and Heather was, you know, instrumental in, in getting to this and laughing at it. And, uh, (laughs) and so (laughs) I, I started looking at, well, you know, how much does this energy control us, especially us talking about, you know, the good girl's guide to being wrong and happy. And how much, <laughs> how yeah. much is the energy of, of the good girl and the energy of the cunty bitch, right, that, that we sort of yesterday, Heather and I had a conversation and, you know, Heather said, um, wait, was it the cuntiest bitch wins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually the rules of this reality, <laughs> the biggest cunt wins. Yeah, the biggest cunt wins. That's what it was. And, um, and, and, you know, that made both of us laugh. But what we were looking at is, you know, what if we were never, ever, ever at the effect of any energy in our lives? The ones that we've previously made so big, so strong, so important, or so valuable, or so intimidating that we won't do anything except for turn ourselves down in the face of it. So what would happen if we yeah. never turned ourselves down in the face of any energy ever and we actually no matter what really stepped into no matter what yeah stepped into really being us in all areas of our life no matter who we're in front of and um and so that's what today's call is all about which is the good girl's guide yeah. Dealing with cunty bitches. <laughs> yeah, so I just I want to go back to that first thing that you said, Stephanie, which was that as soon as you recognized what was actually true, that in itself created so much freedom and ease. So you know, one of the things that, at least in my own life, um, you know, it was not a, a 
an appropriate thing or a good thing to say what's true or recognize what's true, especially if what was true was that you were in the presence of a total cunt. (laughs) It's like, you can just say, oh, my God, you're being such a cut. It's like, that's totally not okay, right? So, they are so, good on the inside somewhere. Yeah, they're really. And you just, <laughs> if you were nice enough, then that niceness would just come right out of them, and then they would stop being such a cunt. So what is it that you no. are doing that is inflicting this cuntification upon yourself? <laughs> so for those... Uh, I do want to just say for those of you who um, are listening to the radio show and we sound a little different than normal, um, one of the one of the things that I'm slightly distracted by is we are also on Facebook Live right now. So if you want yeah. to join us on Bye. Facebook Live, um, where there are pictures of us flying by, then you can also join us there. You can go to the Good Girls Guide to Being Wrong and Happy on Facebook, and um, you can see my Chihuahua and um, and us navigating this weird world of being on the radio and on Facebook Live at the same time. And we also have a caller. Yeah, that's delayed. Right. So we also have a caller already, and I think we want to maybe talk a little bit more before we take any questions, or what do you want to do? Sure. Um, Yeah, I wonder who our caller is. I wonder. <laughs> it looks like <laughs> no, Ellen go ahead somewhere. And say what then... <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, well, so just to point out that when you recognize that, oh my gosh, okay, this person is just being a cunt right now. Uh, to say what actually is is uh, uh, that in itself will create a huge amount of. Um, clarity and ease with the situation and not sticky so much because if you're looking at somebody who's a cunt but telling yourself that really they're nice on the inside or they didn't really mean it when they did uh, any lie will stick you so recognize what's true recognize what's going on in the moment and don't be um, shy about that or feel like you need to believe it's wrong or that you're judging when you see somebody being a cunty bitch you know, it's not a judgment to see the negative or the ugly in somebody. Um, it's just seeing well, so what is at the moment. Why, why not, though? <laughs> like, why is that? Like, like we've been taught yeah. forever and ever and ever that it is. And and so now, you know, here we are just going, hey, it's not. But what what, what are we actually talking about here? <laughs> well, what we're talking about is that anything that you judge you can't do anything but then follow your judgment or act according to the judgment that you have. So if you um, have the judgment that somebody's being a cunt and it's wrong to be a cunt and it's also wrong to see if somebody is being a cunt, you stick you and you limit you and you create so you don't have any choice in the situation. So what we're talking about is actually recognizing what is without having any judgment of it. When you drop the judgment of it, then you have total choice in every situation and will no longer be limited or at the effect of whatever it is that you're faced with. So uh, that's the main point. So when <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. so one of the things that was a really big, uh, a big awareness or a big aha moment for me was, when I started looking at, in order for me to be at the effect of the people who were being cunty bitches, I actually had to look at me through their eyes. So oh. I actually had to. Don't do I it. Had don't to, do it. <laughs> well, I, I, I did. I did it. I did it hard. Yeah. I did it well. <laughs> yeah. I was all up in there. <laughs> and, and so, so. <laughs> So what's weird about that is that then then I I literally was not looking at anything from my own point of view either. And that's a really sticky place to be. So every time that you go and try and see yourself or or some situation from somebody else's point of view, what you'll you'll get stuck with it and you won't even have your own point of view. So you you'll be like, Why am I acting so strange? Like why am I acting so weird? Why do I feel so bad about this? Why am I so angry? 
why is not actually a yeah. question. <laughs> nope. And it, it won't get you anywhere. You can, you can ask, wow, whose point of view am I using? Whose point of view yeah. am I using right now? Is this mine? Am I looking at my life through my point of view? Am I looking through somebody else's point of view? And, um, and one of those you may find is lighter for you, and whichever one's lighter, um, then that's information for you. And if, it's, if you're using somebody else's point of view to look at your life, <laughs> what, who's, whose reality are you going to have, right? Like, so anyway. Yeah, it doesn't work. And the, another question that works really great with that is um, asking, who am I being? You know, it, it's like so many times, I don't know, I like, especially when I was younger, if I was around the quote-unquote popular girls who tended to be the cunty bitches of the world, <laughs> who ruled the school or <laughs> whatever, you know, was I trying to act like them to be cool? Or what? it's like, who am I being if I'm suddenly being a cunty bitch or suddenly feeling like I should be or I can't be or like just all the craziness that gets created is a lot of times when we're just not being ourselves. And so it gets real simple and real easy when we start to recognize, oh, okay, I'm acting like my mom. (laughs) Or, oh, I'm acting like uh, the girl that I wanted to be best friends with, but she didn't like me. So I'm trying to be like her or liked by her. You know, there's a million different ways that we can fall into this. But the simple question, like, who am I being right now, can really quickly clear up a lot of stuff. And it's not even that you have to figure it out or know exactly who you're being, but you usually do. (laughs) You usually know exactly who you're being. And um, But the main point is you don't have to know. It's just recognizing, oh, I'm not being myself in this situation. I'm not actually living by what's true for me. That can really, I wonder if we uh, might want to again help free oh, it up. Uh-huh. I wonder Go if ahead. we might want to look at a couple of the different ways that we turn ourselves down. Because one of them that that I just yeah. became really aware of was peacekeeping. So that desire for oh, things yeah. to be peace, to be peaceful and easy, um, and to have no conflict around me. I think that was one of the biggest mm-hmm. ways that I gave other people to control me and get me to turn down. Um, Because all they had to do was basically add conflict to the situation and I would go into peacekeeper mode or would just turn me down so that I could make that stop. Like whatever this is, whatever it'll take for this to stop. (laughs) And and so, so what maybe are some of the other ways that we may not even know that we're going into turn it down mode because it may even seem like such, like one of our best skills, like you know, peacekeeper, problem solver. Right. Or yeah, like diminishing yourself in the face of somebody who's being a bitchy cunt to, again, to try and stop it or, you know, show them that they don't have to be that way. I got, that's all very familiar territory to me. (laughs) I did a lot of that for a long time. And then the thing though, that is kind of weird or funny with it is that a lot of times, like if you try to be nice or more kind or um, diminish you, that really puts that person oh, into Jane, turning it up. Jane's and waiting. They become more. Ah, oh, cool. <laughs> um, they, but I've only been waiting since two o'clock. You know, so that's oh, good. It's only been fifteen minutes. I'm listening we to Cunty Bitches talk. Good... <laughs> you were being such Cunty Bitches. You were just ignoring me. That is me being a cunty bitch, Dane. I'm so sorry. Hello. What can what can I do to make up for the damage done? I love that question. Talk about a way to undo previous cunty bitchness. That's wonderful. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> See, I think it's great. Dane, I love this conversation. I'm glad you guys are having it. Uh, well, so much what for do you know about here, Dane? Topic. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. We, 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 we may have been avoiding, we may have been avoiding one of the biggest cuntiest bitches that has called us at one point, which was the Howard Stern show. And um, <laughs> <laughs> we're a little trepidatious anyway, about answering the phone. <laughs> <laughs> little concerned. No, I think it's great. Hey, here's the deal. If the Howard Stern show is calling you, 
and they're trying to poke fun at you, you're actually doing something in the world. See, the thing that sticks <laughs> us is we're not willing to be cunty bitches, which makes us the effect of cunty bitches. But if you were willing yeah. to be more of a cunty bitch than the Howard Stern cunty bitches, and let's face it, they're all <laughs> cunty bitches there, you know, yeah. you would be, you would own it. Like they would call you and you'd be like, uh-huh, that's right, baby. You're calling me because I'm a bigger cunty bitch than you could ever be. Nanny, nanny, nanny. <laughs> Well, it's so funny, too, because we actually realized the last time that the person called, we did outcut them. <laughs> we got yes. them stumbling and fumbling their words, and we're like, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Success. I mean, because look at what do they do? They like to call people and fuck with them. You know what I mean? They're like, I'm a bigger country, yeah. and you're like, uh-uh, you can't mess with this. I'm a bigger country <laughs> bitch than you'll ever be. Nanny, nanny, nanny. Yes. They were talking that, about um, what, shouldn't underage shouldn't underage or people who sleep with underage um, underage girls or whatever get away with it? And I and I turned around and I went, oh, oh, is this something that you've done? And the guy went, oh my god, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is great. <laughs> you know, and you have a process for everybody. You know, if they know access processing, if they don't, they're not enough of a country bitch to get it anyway. But if they do, <laughs> it's what energy, space, and consciousness can I be to be the country bitch I refuse to be for all eternity? Uh, oh, yeah. and good one. Everything that doesn't uh, allow that, destroy it and create it all. Right, wrong, good, right, bad, wrong, good, bad. Nine starts oh. <laughs> I like it. I have an official Bob Pucker. That's awesome. So, you know. <laughs> And the thing is, you know, if, you, if, we, if we recognize it, anything that we resist has control over us. And as little kids, yeah. you know, so many of us humanoids, you know, you alluded, Heather, to the popular girls and that sort of thing. And, you know, I had that with the yeah. popular, you know, the popular crowd. And I think a lot of us did because we never saw ourselves that way. We never actually wanted to be that way because we actually cared about people and didn't want to disempower them, make them feel bad. And yet what would happen is we'd have country bitches in our lives and it was like they stole the show and they determined the reality around us. And what you want to recognize is you want to have no resistance to it. You want to have no reaction to it. And you want to be like, how can I use this to my advantage? How can I use this country bitch to get everything I want? Because if somebody's <laughs> yeah. going to be a country bitch, the reason they, well, let's not talk about the reasons because the reasons are many and we could, you know, spend the rest of our time talking about that. But it's like, yeah. let's just say, okay, they are. Recognize that they're making the choice they're choosing. But in that choice, as that as their only choice or their primary choice or how, how they interact with other people, in actuality, they're really easy to manipulate. And they're really easy to get everything yeah. you want if, indeed, they have anything you want. And so many of them don't. You may not want anything from them other than for them to go away, and you can create that too if you're willing to not resist <laughs> yeah. and react to it. Yeah, I love that day, and it's so true. Just the they don't actually have that much power, and their toolbox is really friggin' small. <laughs> you know, they got the one tool mostly. They can out mean, out cunt, out bitch people, and use that to control and cr- try to create their life. And that's such a small menu to live from and um, I wonder Truly. if you could talk about that a little bit and 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 uh, also the other thing that keeps popping is about not taking them seriously you know it's like yeah. well, the cunt doesn't really have any power if you don't buy into it and take them seriously when they spew <laughs> well and you know I, I think you said it brilliantly you know it's like the, the person who has cunty bitch as their only source of supposed power actually has no power. You know, if you truly have power, you could use anything and be anything. And what I've seen is the people that actually have the most power and potency are some of the kindest people you will ever meet. And yet the people who truly have the power of kindness, of desiring to create a greater reality, of desiring to empower people and see them be greater, it's like they often give way in face of the country bitch because the country bitch needs it so much. You know, they need to be the one in charge. Mm. They need to be the one that's proving that they have power. But one of the things we learned in Access a long time ago is 
that people always try to prove the opposite of what they believe they are. So if they're trying to get right. power by being a country bitch, their real point of view is, I have no power, I'm not in control, I'm not in charge. And if you look behind the veneer, you know, it's, it's like the, the, what was the, the wizard, the guy in Wizard of Oz, the guy behind the curtain? It's like there's yeah. nothing to see here. Well, they don't want you to look behind their curtain because it's such a, a thinly held together facade of the idea that they have it all together and you don't, and they don't want anybody to poke that because they realize how quickly it will fall apart. So everything you've all done to judge you in the face of the country bitches of the world and not recognize that you already have more power and more potency than they do, and everything you've done to pretend you're less because that's what they require and desire of you, and you can perceive it and you receive it, so you act according to what you perceive that they desire and require, will you destroy and ungradedly? Yes. Thank you. Right and wrong, good and bad, sure. fun talk all night, short, boys and beyond. Woo. Well, so that's the best one. Other- there's another there's another part that when you're actually in the face of that I I find sometimes that um you know I, it's not a choose your own adventure novel that I get to like choose forward and then look back again and then choose again do you know what I'm saying like where I can't cheat and look at necessarily like what exactly it what I'm going to choose is going to create I can look energetically but I feel like my toolbox is a little bit small in the face of country bitches that I I either want to go to uh, I don't know I just don't feel like I have a huge menu <laughs> and I'm like go away well, is one of my choices and then and then get upset is one of my other choices or get sort of conniving is just outcountify them is one of my other choices what yeah. what choices are you aware of that we have that, that may even be more more I don't know more fun I will sum it up in two words. Have fun. Okay? <laughs> Whatever that's going to be, because sometimes the funnest thing is, bye-bye. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go have a blue drink. Thank you very much. Or, you know, that, 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 but the thing is, the, you know, you mentioned three choices. And the thing about it is, if your point of view is, if I'm in the face of a country bitch, my prime target, my prime directive is to have fun anyway, then your choice is determined based on that, not based on trying to change them, not based on the idea that they have, are greater than you because that's what they're trying to perpetrate, not based on the idea that you don't have any power because that's what they're trying to perpetrate, but based on, wow, this is my world. I happen to have found a country bitch in my world. I don't know how she got here. I, I thought I'd close the country <laughs> bitch store, but apparently she snuck in. She must really want to be here. Now what can I do that's fun? That? My, my country <laughs> bitch trap is broken. What happened? Shit. <laughs> I, I, oh, we need to create a new product. Country bitch zapper. That way when a country bitch walks into your space, they get zapped. <laughs> That's a nap. Awesome. CBZ, the country bitch zapper. I think it's a you know brilliant idea for a marketing tool. Have you seen those like have you seen those mosquito zappers that are the shape of a little tennis racket but they're electrified? Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly what I was thinking. Either that or, you know, those ones where you're, like, you're sitting out there and, you know, on your porch late at night, you know, drinking, uh, I don't know, moonshine or something. And, you know, they have the little thing that when a bug goes into it, you know, little bug zapper deals. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, we could set up something that has, like, these electric nets around you. You know, you're sitting on your porch, and if a country bitch comes into it, she just zaps. And, and you see her there, you know. Like frozen in space <laughs> with her arms and legs that go, ah! I think having this as a visual, Dane, actually is one of the biggest tools we can put in our toolbox right now. <laughs> exactly. Like, how much fun can you have zapping the country bitch? 
I love it. That goes so good with just with not taking them seriously. It's like, I mean, so many times I, you know, faced with a country bit, and it's just like. I look for anything that gives me humor in this situation. It could be the expression on their face. It could be that they are so sincere in their cuntiness. <laughs> like, really? For real? Like, this is really real for you. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, where can we find the humor in whatever it is? I think that's, you know, I think that's a brilliant choice. And, you know, when you look at that, you're like, this is really real for you? Like, seriously? But you have to look at, if it's really real for somebody, how small is their world? Uh, so small. So small. Yeah. <laughs> so and if you recognize that, are you really the effect? Yeah. Yeah, not at all. Heather, so, were you about to ask, what do you do whenever you look at yourself and you realize you're being, you're the cunty bitch? <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't, but we could go there. That works. <laughs> Well, I have I have two words for my suggestion on that one. Have fun. Yeah. If you're going to be a cunty bitch, have fun doing it. When I get to cunty bitch mode, and I don't do it very often because, well, just because. I don't find it works very well most of the time. But when yeah. I get to cunty bitch yeah. mode, I have more fun than anybody you've ever met. <laughs> Like, I am the best country bitch you have ever seen. And, you know, people will be like, Dane, why don't you get happy? I'm like, shut up and die. I'm in country bitch mode. Fuck off. Get out of my face before I country bitch all over you. So this goes back to, hello. This goes back to the not resisting it, though. Because the thing is, we keep, whether it's in somebody else or whether it's in us, we continuously resist it. Rather than go, oh, my God, how much fun can I have with this? And if you get to the place of how much fun can I have with this, it will never own you again. Uh, so key. Like you that mean, so, so You key. mean we can choose to have fun no matter what? We can ch- happiness is a choice we can just make? <laughs> I've heard something about that, yes. But, you know, Somebody created a show about that. <laughs> yes. A show. Somebody created a show. Somebody created a class. And I have to say, for those of you that don't know that are listening, we created this class, Gary and I, about, I don't know, five years ago now. Mm -hmm. And it was the least attended class in Access in my 17 years in Access Consciousness. (laughs) Happiness is just a choice. So, you know, most people want to pretend. (laughs) Yes. Yay. You know, most people want to pretend that they're the effect of these things when they really don't have to be. And getting to allowance and getting to how much fun can I have in this is, is truly a key because it takes all the charge off of it. And then you're just looking for, you know, you see the angry bear in front of you and you're like, cool, how can I post the bear? How can I piss it off even more? Because this is awesome. This is so much fun. Granted, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it is it. a different right. point of view, you know. Most people are like, give me a solution so that when people are mean, I don't have to feel bad and I can try to make them happy. And I'm like, oh, my God, shut up. Have fun. You know, this is like recognize. Stop letting stupid shit control your life. Let you actually be in charge of your life. Let you actually enjoy your life for once. And if stupid people are there, stupid people are there because stupid people are always going to be there. Mean people are always going to be there. It's like we keep acting like once the stupid mean people are gone, we can be happy. Um, No. Once you get over the idea that stupid mean people have any value, you'll be happy and they'll still be around because they're always going to be around. Okay. I, 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 A, love that. And then B, I want to, I want to see if we can go one other place because I watched the gentleman, the return of the gentleman. I watched your third video this morning. And I, I actually, first of all, I'm so grateful for that series. It's amazing. Um, and Thank you. I, yeah. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to actually live on a planet where this, this is a possibility with men. Um, and we found out recently that half our listen, about half our listeners, a little bit more, are men. 
which I'm also really happy and grateful for and about. Um, and I wonder if, if you have any of any different advice or suggestions or tools for men who are dealing with cunty bitches in their life, in their relationships, maybe. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that. See, the, the thing with most humanoid men, and let's face it, the humanoid men are the ones that are listening. Um, humanoid men yeah. are yeah. these amazing healers. And they actually care for women. And most humanoid men, unfortunately, are trying to make up for the damage that other men have done. And they think inherently they're somehow wrong for being a man. And so when they're in the presence of a cunty bitch, their question is, oh, my God, what did I do wrong to make her angry again? You didn't do anything wrong except breathing, asshole. This is not your fault. Okay. And if we could recognize that and we could recognize that our inherent nature and part of the reason I'm being so intense and in my world humorous right now, because I think it's a really wonderful conversation and, and I love your title for it um, you know, and your description of it, you know, it was just friggin' awesome. It sort of, it sort of, it sort of makes it so that there's a freedom to actually talk about it in some real terms, not, you know, some airy fairy, Yes, mean people. It's like, uh, no, they're country bitches. But, you know, <laughs> Thank so you. part of the reason, you know, for my particular intensity in this regard is because is, there's so many people who keep trying to believe that they are responsible, they are at fault, and it's their job to heal these people who have this stuff going on. But if we would recognize they were country bitches long before they came along, they'll probably be country bitches long after we're gone, and the only mistake you made, and if we're talking to the men in the room, okay, the only mistake you made was breathing, okay? And that was your problem. That was your mistake. And let's face it, a country bitch will make you wrong for breathing. And so you're like, how can I take up less oxygen? I'm so sorry. Rather than looking at it and going, this person is a fucking cunt. They're just a cunty bitch, and that's what they are, and that's what they're, and you've got to get it, it's what they're choosing. See, because what you'll also do is you'll look for their reasons and justifications. Oh, my gosh, they had, they had mean men in their lives when they were young. Guess what? I know many, 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 many women who had mean men in their lives when they were young who are kind, caring people who actually adore and love men. Okay? So this idea that it's because there were mean men in their lives, no. There were mean men in their lives, but they chose probably to create that so they would have the reason and justification for hating men and hating people that they currently have. You got to get that what people are functioning from is their choice and it is not our job to heal them. Now, when I say that, do, does a huge amount of my, you know, my, my work in the world involve healing a lot of stuff that we all go through? Yes. But the only person that you can actually provide that for is somebody who desires it somebody who is actually asking for it, and somebody who is willing to receive it. If those three things are not there, you can't heal the person. And so, but what we do is, as humanoid men, we'll find the cuntiest bitch we can find to be in relationship with, especially if we're a healer, because we know that person needs the most healing. And we know if we can just show them how much we love them, then everything will change. And then all of that stuff about how all the other men have treated them will go away and they'll realize men are kind and caring and they can have this in their world. What you're not asking is do they desire this in their world, okay? And this is the thing that sticks us. We never ask do they actually desire this because for us, we would never be somebody who is just a mean person to people and we don't recognize that there are people like that just because they can be. It makes them happy to be that mean. And if we would just get that one thing, then you'd recognize that you're trying to heal them is actually an unkindness because you're trying to give them something they don't desire. If they don't desire it, if they're not asking for it, and if they're not willing to receive it, you can't give it. Stop acting like your job is to do this for people that are not asking for it and not specifically requesting it and not grateful for it. Can you kind of intense. Yeah, oh my gosh, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And and then the yeah. one one question I have though is cuz this this is the sort of the country bitch trap which is the the people who will ask for it and sound sincere 
but it actually is a trap. Like it's like, that's a trap. It's a trap. Run away. So you, you know, what is it whenever they ask or they really ask and you said receive with gratitude, um, but hint, please. (laughs) Um, Okay. First hint. Well, okay. So two, two first hints. Very first hint is cunty bitch trap acronym CBT. Cock and ball torture has the same acronym. CBT. Okay, oh my God. I'm just. I know. I had to just hope to stay awake, and not because this isn't the most fascinating so conversation. I needed more sugar. Um, that was hilarious, and we almost fried the circuit boards with my Coca-Cola. <laughs> You're supposed to drink the Coca-Cola, not pour it on your electronics. I'm just, you know, pointing well, out it, perhaps the obvious. It almost just came out of my eyes and my nose and my mouth. So. And and your nose and buttocks. Is that what you? That, okay, all right. I, I'm having a an awesome and very interesting visual. I must say, thank you very much. <laughs> Lay down the tarp, kids. That's right. Mama's home. Lay down the tarp. <laughs> and she's drinking Coke again. You know what happens when Mama drinks Coke. <laughs> Raincoat's inside. <sighs> okay, so oh other God. than our CBT analogy that I think explains a lot <laughs> and perhaps makes, you, makes Coke an enema, um, yep. other than that, um, so the other part of that is what you want to do is you want to look at, are they actually changing with this? See, the oh. weird part is, oh, yeah. See, this oh. is the thing. Not what they say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not what they say they want. Are they actually changing? And I got to say, your job in a relationship is not to heal your partner in the ways that you process them and change their fundamental way of being. Sounds weird, but you should actually be with a partner where their fundamental way of being already works for you. And then you can create <laughs> together. Okay. I know I'm sorry. I'm laughing. It should be obvious. <laughs> but right? so many of us missed that memo. <laughs> I know. It's like we did not get that particular memo. And we literally, and so we'll have somebody that knows that they can keep us on the line by talking about the changes they're getting, by saying how grateful they are for it. But there's an energy that you're aware of. What's true makes you feel lighter. And if you see them fundamentally being different, being more grateful, being kinder, being more receiving, creating more, then maybe it is working but we should not be getting together with people to heal them. Relationships could be very healing but as a byproduct, not as the primary focus of the friggin' relationship. When we do that, we are going against everything that is possible to create because we put ourselves in two disparate places and we put ourselves as yeah. our job of healing them that's not our job. Our job should be enjoying them and them enjoying us. Yeah, such you know, a different reality, it, such a different world. It is. To do that. It's, a, it's amazing because that that should be. I, I get that that should be so obvious, but that is a huge paradigm shift for yeah almost everybody on the planet. <laughs> yeah, it truly is, and it truly is. Wow. You know, it truly is for the humanoids on the planet especially because they always find these people who need healing, who need to know their love, who blah, 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 blah. What you've got to get is for 99% of those people, they have created that because it is it, it matches their life story and their life point of view about them and their life, but also they've created it as a way of never having to get close to anybody. And you think that when you mm-hmm. love them and you show mm-hmm. them what true love is and true caring and true kindness and true gratitude, and when you see how beautiful they are, then they'll change. If you do it for that purpose, from that place, for that reason, your relationship is already dead. 
Wow. Uh, and that's that, such a good point, Dane, that you're just that, you know, uh, somebody who's a cunty bitch, they are pushing people away. They're even maybe pushing themselves away and not like willing to receive the kindness and caring and healing and nurturing that a kind, loving man could be for them. So it's like the impossible task, you know, <laughs> to to give something that they absolutely won't receive, won't choose, aren't asking for, aren't looking for. Um, wow. That's, thank so you true. for saying it so clearly like that. It really is like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Can't change people who aren't asking for it or seeking it or desiring it. And to no. pretend that they could, if they just saw that you love them enough or whatever is, is you know, a lie that can stick ourselves with, you know, for men and women. So lie, and it's also a totally superior point of view. You have the point of view that when I give Uh, them my special brand of love, you know, once they receive my special brand of love, they're going to totally change. (laughs) They're going to be loved. Once I love you, baby, you've been loved. You're going to know you love. You won't ever... You don't ever think you haven't been loved after I've been loving you, you know? <laughs> no, sorry. I'm sure your penis and you are wonderful, but that's not the way it works. People have been creating this because it works for them. And we need to look at that and stop acting yeah. like we can somehow change it, you know, with our love, you know? <laughs> and, you know <laughs> and, and the thing about it, I'm going to see the healing that occurs in a relationship in a sense, should occur as the byproduct, okay? It should occur, and I'm going to give you two words that are going to be revolutionary <laughs> as far as relationship. You haven't, you haven't heard me say them before about dealing with empty bitches or anything. Okay, but are you ready? Two words in your relationship. Yeah. The only reason to have one, have fun, okay? <laughs> the healing say that what? occurs, the what? You're like, you obviously don't get relationship on this planet, white boy. What the hell are you talking about? Shit. Damn, white don't know what he's saying. I know how it is. So, okay. So the thing is, it's like, have fun. The reason to be in a relationship is because you can have fun there. The only reason. And then the healing that occurs is as a result of the joy that you are and the gratitude you have for somebody and the caring you have for them that can heal all of their wounds, but if you go into it to heal all of their wounds, that is a superior position that puts them in a lesser position that also puts you in a position of never succeeding and them in a position of never being able to live up to your standard, and it sucks, and we've all been there, and it fucking sucks. And it's not what yeah. relationship is designed yeah. for, not what its possibilities are. Yeah. yeah. It, wow. also, it also brings that whole thing of like, well, I just wanted to have, I mean, if, if I want to have fun with someone and, you know, they're trying to fix me, I'm like, well, wait, but if you stop fixing me, we could have fun. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and one of the things like, about you, I'm Stephanie, perfect. I'm working on it. <laughs> right. See, one of the things about you, Stephanie, is you're like, I would like to have fun. I'm, why am I doing this? Because it's fun. Yeah. And you also <laughs> recognize you're not perfect, but you're like, yeah, I'm not perfect. Fine. I'm still going to wake up and enjoy my life, you know? I'm going to still wake up yeah. and live. And I really think this is where we need to get to. And part of the beauty of both of you guys is you don't have these weird points of view about the significance of this, the significance of that. If you did, you could never do a show on country bitches. Let's put it that way, <laughs> you know? True. Very True. <laughs> Well, it amazes me because you know the second that you set up a topic, you start getting you start getting information about it. So it was a pretty it was a pretty strong week and a half. <laughs> the cunty awesome. bitches were coming out from everywhere. <laughs> You're like shit. Maybe oh, next time God. I'll make my subject three little animals that I like to cuddle. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, what a good idea, Dane. Yeah. <laughs> what a, okay. Okay. So, so now these these people who who want to have a good time, right? Like that sounds like a bunch of unicorn talk. So how do you know when you found? 
crazy bitch that's a unicorn. <laughs> that shit sounds like unicorn talk. What the hell are you talking about? Um, so these two unicorns walk into a bar. No, just kidding. Um, so they were all they were all horny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to touch that one. Okay. So <laughs> the thing about See, the thing about about it is, you know, and I totally get it. It sounds like unicorn talk. What do you mean relationship is about fun? But I'm like, why the (laughs) fuck would you have one otherwise? You're already alone. And if it's not going to get better and you're not going to have more fun by making this choice, why are you making the choice? Oh, because everybody has it here. Everybody does it, and they make you wrong if you don't have a relationship. And the other thing is people who are married especially want you to get married so you can suffer like they do. Right. Cunty bitches want more cunts to hang out with. Hello? Well, have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed how much your married friends really want you to get married? And then you go, well, how, how happy are you being married? Oh, God, I was so much happier single. Why are you trying to do it to me then? <laughs> what the hell is that about? Yeah. But so what you're saying that you'll be as miserable as they are. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh my God, you should do it. You know, and I know there are yeah. there are some people who have great great relationships, and I am absolutely thrilled for that, and not knocking that at all. I'm grateful that exists on the planet. And if you look around, that is such a small percentage of what actually exists. And so, you know, it's our judgments, it's our points of view, all of that. So what we've also bought is this weird, wow, is somebody like assembling IKEA furniture background or something? (laughs) Jesus, okay, cool. Um, But we we bought this idea of what relationship is and what its purpose is. Awesome. It is. Have a I know. It yeah. literally is. Cool. Yeah. Don't be a cunty bitch to your husband. Okay. Um, and don't let him be one to you. Um, yeah. But what happens is we, we have this idea, you know, when I say the idea should be about having fun, and the healing that occurs occurs as a side product, not as your primary purpose for being there. Start to recognize when it sounds like unicorn talk, the reason it does is because that is so not where relationship is created on this planet at this time. And it's a sadness. It's why we have a higher than 50% divorce rate. And if people actually were freer to get divorced, if they didn't have to live according to the point of view, that'd probably be even higher because we've never been taught successful relationship strategies and skills for how to be with somebody else, maintain ourselves, become greater as ourselves, invite them to become greater but not have a point of view if they don't, and to be able to be us and move forward anyway. And if we had that, rather than this commingling, I'm going to heal you, you're going to heal me, you being mean makes me, you know, submit to your will. If we didn't have all that stuff, we could truly create a great possibility for what relationship could be here. So how do you spot somebody? How do you spot somebody? Because I know a lot of people sort of bond over. Have either one of you seen the movie The Lobster? The Lobster? No. The Lobster. There's this film, and basically the whole thing is about coupling up. But it's it's sort of making fun of the way that it happens in this reality. So in order to to pair up with somebody, you have to have the same problem that they have. So, like, if oh, one person has nosebleeds, then they can pair up with somebody who has nosebleeds. If somebody can't see, they can pair up with somebody who can't see. True, awesome. Wow. So, and and it, oh, that sort of, like, people doing the – they have things in common. And this is this is a lot where the, you know, where that stuff sort of comes from. So if somebody's looking and they're going, you know what? All right, I'm going to give this thing a whirl. The, this thing that Dane's talking about sounds like a good idea. I I think I want to try it. Um, like, what what do you look for? Yeah, what do you look for? Well, 
primarily and first you look for somebody who doesn't judge. Whew. And then I say that and everybody goes, oh, shit. Okay, well, I thought it might be possible <laughs> until you said that. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. I've got my unicorn net. I'm ready. Exactly. I have my horn. I'm horny. I'm, you know, I'm ready. But, but, you know, you really, it's like there's five elements of intimacy that we talk about in access, honoring, trust, allowance, vulnerability, and gratitude. What you want to find is somebody who actually has it with themselves. Now, here's the, if we're talking about relationship, I know it's sort of like we've gone from country bitch to relationship in a sense, but I think it's still a highly valuable. What's that? I said that's where most people go, from country bitch to relationship. Yeah, basically. (laughs) True story. That's exactly what happens. Um, But if you you recognize, (laughs) yeah, if you want to know where to go, just follow that one. Everybody else has been there already. Okay. Um, But the you're looking for something different, you want to look for somebody where they already have a sense of honoring themselves, trust in themselves, gratitude for themselves, allowance for themselves, and vulnerability with themselves. And what will happen then, but the difficulty is, what most of us look for in relationship is that person who really turns us on. You know, we see him across a crowded room and we're like, oh, that one. The one we have so much passion with. But one of the things I've learned about passion is passion means Christ packed up on the cross. If you want to know what passion means, uh, watch the movie, the passion of the Christ, yeah. if you can stand watching it. And uh, yeah, it, yeah. And that really is like, Oh God, I watched it. And I was like, Oh, uh, Oh, Oh, uh, uh. and I was nauseated people, for days. I know. I mean, I was like, Oh, I'm like, who made this movie? And I'm like, oh, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Okay, cool. That explains it. Awesome. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, so having said that, what happens is people are looking, they're looking, they start looking. Really, we, we can hear you whispering to your guy creating a furniture, just so you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we start by looking in the wrong place at the beginning for what will create an awesome relationship. And we look for that passion, which is that intensity that we think somehow gives it value or makes us feel alive. And that's really what we start with and what we then fall into. And then we somehow try to heal the person after that. And it's like it's, it's a recipe for disaster because it's where we start that is already messed up. And so instead of looking for that person that you think is so cute and so sexy and you're so passionate about, look for the person that you think is the no count, the person that you would absolutely ignore, the person that has actually been kind and caring and had your back or will be kind and caring and have your back, even though you think they're not sexually exciting enough, and get together with them and see what you can create that might be exciting sexually and see what it's like to actually be nurtured by somebody and cared for by somebody and honored by somebody, and somebody who has gratitude for you, somebody who's an allowance for you, somebody who truly trusts you more than you trust yourself, they know you'll have their back even when you don't know they'll have your, that you'll have your back and you'll have their back. You want to find somebody like that. So part of what screws us up is we've been looking for the wrong person in the wrong place our entire life thinking that's what had the value. And so if we would look for somebody who truly has an intimacy with themselves, and the person that you see as really attractive, but they don't see it, somebody who's truly beautiful but doesn't see it in themselves and doesn't try to get attention from everybody else on the planet, yeah. like if you get that, you manage to find that, you are finding a unicorn. And that, yeah. a person, and this person, and the thing about it is there are people like this out there, but they just naturally are that way. You have no idea why. They just are. And that's the kind of person that you want to find because if you find somebody like that, they will be the same way with you. And the difficulty is they are not usually the one who puts themselves out there as sexy. They're not the one who puts themselves out there as, oh, you must look at me because I'm so beautiful. And that's so much of what guys are attracted to and girls are attracted to. You know, we all know about the girls attracted to the guys yeah. who shove their head through the headboard 
is like, oh, he's sexy. So we need to change our paradigm for what we're looking for, is my point. Yeah, beautifully said. I love, you know, thank you so much for going in depth with describing that and and explaining it because we are, you know, we're not taught this anywhere. So it's, uh, I'm so grateful for you to come on the air with us today and, and share all of this and, and share your insight. And, uh, Dane, you have um, some classes coming up with this, right? You have a, a new um, uh, project or class, or what is it that you got for these for the guys? <laughs> oh, the Return of the Gentleman. That, that yep. has been yes, – yes. this is – this is a, a labor of love in a sense in that it's like I, um, so we've done three Google lives, Google hangouts so far on this return of the gentleman oh, awesome. concept. And the way it came about was we had, um, I had some friends that I was talking to that are guy friends. And, and one of the guy friends in particular, he's 23. And he said, Dane, he's like, I just want to thank you. I'm like, really? For what? He said, I scoured the internet for, for, you know, like being a real man. He's like, as a humanoid guy, he's like, I've never felt like a real man and I, I couldn't get there. And so, but everything that's on the internet was, here's what you do to get girls. Here's how you manipulate women. Here's how you get women in bed. Here's, and I was yeah. like, he's like, it was all so fake. I could never do it. And I felt like, Jesus Christ, I'm never going to feel good about me as a man. He said, but in hanging out with you, he's like, I have learned that I actually have value. He said, and I have, He's like, you have given me something completely different. Sorry about that's yeah. my doorbell. Um, that's right. Adam's family thing. And he said, and so, <laughs> and I went, wow. And then Megan, who's also works closely with me, is part of the access team. She said, um, you know, guys out there are, are so missing an essential element of what's possible for them to have. And I was like, wow. And so we created this. Yeah. I have no idea where it's going, quite frankly. I wanted to start with the Hangouts and see what contribution we might be to guys and see if this was a contribution and if anybody cared. But I've gotten some of the uh-huh. most amazing feedback from men and women, men saying, wow, you've given me a space of knowing that I can actually be the guy that I always wanted to be, that's actually somebody who is honoring, mm-hmm. who is caring, and who is powerful at the same time. Because cool. guys have this point of view yeah. that they can't be powerful because they're going to be an asshole. And they don't realize that their true power is in their kindness amongst other things. And then from women saying, I have forwarded, forwarded these Google lives to every man I know because you're presenting a possibility for them to be the man I've always seen them to be that they never knew they could choose. So yeah. this has been going on. Totally. Um, if you go to Return of the Gentleman, I don't know what our website is. It might be returnofthegentleman.com. I'm not sure. Um, but <laughs> it's like, please. Join, join in, join the conversation. I'm doing this, you know, as a contribution to see what I might be able to contribute to the men and the women of the world to create this different possibility yeah. where we're actually honoring of each other in every relationship that we have. That's what I'm interested in. You, yes. you also have another class coming up, uh, the Taste of Being class, and we had talked earlier about turning, turning us up in the face of country bitches where this all began. Um, <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about that, too? Yes, it comes up, I think, next, <laughs> no, a week from a week from Saturday, I think. Um, I think it's March 17th. Um, and it's, it'll be, I'll be live in Copenhagen doing the class, but you can live stream it anywhere around the world. And it's a taste of being joyfully alive. And one of the things I found is that yeah. when you're truly joyful, None of the country bitches of the world have any effect on you. You know, it's like we were talking about where happiness is a choice. And one of the things we found in that class and one of the things I've found since is that when you're truly being joyful, none of the stuff that everybody else is trying to do to bring you down ever has an effect. It's like they're like, yeah, I'm happy. And they're like, yeah, but you need to be sad. And you're like, yeah, but I just can't. I'm sorry. I'm having too good a day for your crap to interfere with my life, you know? And so this is one of the things we'll be exploring. It's an evening class. Well, evening in Copenhagen. It'll be a different time earlier in the U.S. and then uh, early morning in Australia. But it's this class designed to open up that possibility for actually having the joy of being alive again. And some of the energy, some of the concepts, some of the possibilities of 
what we can actually change to make that a living, breathing reality. Because a lot of us desire it. We just don't have any idea how to get there. But when somebody shows you the energy of something, that becomes something that you can head toward, but then when you, which we'll be doing. But then also when you add the access tools, as far as now you have the energy of heading toward it, now what happens is the stuff comes up that doesn't allow it, and then we change that in real time too. So I'm excited about it. I, w- I would love to have billions of people around the world in this thing because <laughs> if we did, it's like the possibilities for joy in people's lives would change rather dramatically. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm going to have yeah. a bunch of people at my house to play with this. Um, Yay. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, I just looked at both of the, I both looked at both of the URLs. So the um, return of the gentleman is drdanehere.com forward slash ROG. So return of gentleman. And then um, for the taste of being, you can find all the taste of beings that are coming up. Um, drdanehere.com forward slash taste of being. I like it. Thank you. Me too. Yay. I'm Yay. so grateful. Yeah. Let's do some stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah, dude. You know, you Dane, you've been such an inspiration for a different possibility and just, you know, your the choices in your own life, you know, knowing you for the last 12 years or more, <laughs> I'm not sure, and watching you transform with this topic and and being different from the beginning uh in so many ways. It's I'm just so grateful for your willingness to talk about these things that are so different and out of the box and controversial. And, you know, a lot of people aren't willing to talk about these kinds of topics that are so valuable and so much a part of our everyday life. So I just wanted to thank you for your willingness and your courage and, uh, you know, just being willing to talk about anything with this. such a gift. Thank you. And, you know, one of the things I learned a long time ago is the only thing that that you can't change is something you're not willing to address. And so for me, it's like, pardon me, for me, recognizing that if I can have a conversation about something, you know, it may cause a lot of people to go into judgment, but all the people that are actually interested in change actually go, oh, my God, that was possible to change. I never knew that. And in so doing, it's like we become an invitation to people to know there are different possibilities available. And for me, it's like I know there are a lot of country bitches in the world. I don't care. Their world doesn't determine my reality. And that's what I would like for everybody is enough of the country bitches, the mean, loud, angry voices of this world, determining our choices, determining what we think we have available and possible, because the truth is we have more power than they do and we always will. It's just we have not been willing to claim on and acknowledge the power that allowance has, the power that caring has, and the power that having fun has, and the power that not giving a fuck mm-hmm. about their fucking, fucking, stupid, fucking, motherfucking point of view has. <laughs> just saying. Is that too many fucks? I feel nope. like this is like an eight-week an eight week uh, 24 hour a day series like because it goes through every area of our life from like from the political system to our family to... exactly <laughs> yeah oh my, oh my gosh. gosh well again thank you so much thank you guys I'm so grateful for the irreverence and the you know the difference that you both are and the willingness to talk about things nobody else is willing to talk about in just like a matter-of-fact point of view, because we all deal with this stuff. Nobody's willing to go, hey, we're dealing with it. Here, let me give you some tools to change it so you don't have to be the effect of it anymore. So I'm extremely grateful to both of you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, you've inspired me, so thank you. So this has been another episode of the Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Happy, that special guest that you have been with for almost the whole hour, except for the 12 minutes that it was my fault that we didn't let him in, (laughs) has been Dr. Dane here. If you want to find more from him, you can always go to drdanehere.com. You can also find him on on everywhere, actually. Facebook, YouTube. He's got some amazing series on YouTube that you can follow him on there and get regularly updated tools. Um, 
for the ADD person in your life who wants constant change, that's a great place to start. And um, you can always find us on the Good Girls Guide to Being Wrong.com. And we look forward to seeing you again soon. Hopefully, we'll hear from you next week. And as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to write us or call in and ask questions even during the show. Thank you. Thank you, Dane. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks, guys. You're awesome. Ta-ta for now. (laughs) Bye. Bye. It's open enrollment time, and Dignity Health welcomes everyone. We're enrolling families, weekend warriors, entrepreneurs, lovebirds, bundles of energy, and you. Because everyone deserves clinical expertise with human kindness. That's why we offer the services you need from doctors and nurses who truly care. So this year, choose a plan that includes Dignity Health's physicians and hospitals. Enroll in human kindness at DignityHealth.org slash open enrollment. It's open enrollment time, and Dignity Health welcomes everyone. We're enrolling families, weekend warriors, entrepreneurs, lovebirds, bundles of energy, and you. Because everyone deserves clinical expertise with human kindness. That's why we offer the services you need from doctors and nurses who truly care. So this year, choose a plan that includes Dignity Health's physicians and hospitals. Enroll in human kindness at DignityHealth.org slash open enrollment.